Your support helps us bring fresh voices, new voices, and credible voices. Support Mind Podcast by clicking on support the Mind Podcast link on mind.net. You can also write to us at info at mind.net about any other way you would like to support Mindmakers. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Podcast 101.0, Mind Podcast 101.0, your weekly source for news views and analysis and analysis of news. This is Adit Kapadia coming to you on yet another week. Uh, But this is not any other week. This is a week when Donald Trump is officially the President of the United States. Together with me are Sunand Avashisht and Pramod Kumar Buravalli, members of the Trump cabinet. (laughs) No, there were two different sentences. I forgot to put a full stop in. (laughs) So, yeah. at least I'm not part of the women's march. You are the special envoy to Kashmir. I'm special envoy to Kashmir. <laughs> As a part of the Trump's cabinet. Yeah, and my first job is to show, explain to him what Kashmir is and where it is on the map. <laughs> I thought Kashmir. Kashmir. Kashmir is what Melania Trump wore on the uh, inauguration. It was a Kashmir. You sound talk. like Karan Thapar right I know. now. It was a Kashmir. <laughs> it was a Kashmir talk. It was a Kashmir talk. Because Ralph Lauren. She made Kashmir great again. She made Kashmir great again. <laughs> Good grief. What have I signed up for? <laughs> so, anyways. Serious stuff. Serious stuff. People look at us as serious people. Okay, let's talk about Mulayam Singh Yadav. <laughs> uh, perfect. From Trump to Mulayam Singh Yadav. How Same thing. I know. Same thing. I know. Both, both, both master orators in their arts, <laughs> in their fields. And, From uh, Vishwaneta to Vishwasaniya Neta. And, uh, <laughs> e- 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 news, and Damad news. Mein. Ah. Achha, America also has a Damad ji now. I know. Yeah, America has a Damad ji now. Damad ji. like an Italian. No. Ah, yeah, I can't. Uh, don't know. I, I am only, I only do the Jared G. 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 Complete no holes bar debate. We had a voice from the ground. We didn't have six panelists from Delhi. We had someone from Chennai. So we don't really need to discuss uh, Jalikatu here because that would be repeating ourselves. Exactly. So everything that needed to be discussed is on that mind debate. So this podcast, we're going to give a preview of the elections that the Vidhan Sabha elections that are happening. Uh, We are going to talk about Trump's uh, America now. Uh, We're going to talk about this march that has happened today in Washington DC and some 50 cities across the world. So, so I, they think. I don't or so they think. I saw CNN had a panch. Uh, CNN was continuously showing Chicago and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Where Ashley Judd and D.C. had gone on a complete tangent. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that was that. And uh, The Intolerance from, International Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Modi should get some, um, you know, relief. You know, he doesn't understand, you know, all the award wapsi and all that. Look at this. This I is mean, the global template. This is success. global award wapsi. No, they are doing president wapsi, but they don't know whom are they returning the president no, to. No, yeah. the local chapter of the Intolerance International Brigade actually uh, prematurely 
<laughs> chose Modi. I know. What was this? I mean, I don't. I will go into details yeah. over there and then um, just talk about the news of the week and what has yeah. dominated the news. So, what do we want to start with, guys? Uh, we can start with um, UP because mm. UP is always my favorite stage state, and it is um, anybody's nightmare to predict. And now the state it is in, it is Behal. Matlab, nobody no, knows so what is right happening. Right now, the predictions are how many seats will Congress ask for and how many they will get. You, you always call me Venkai Naidu, right? Yes. Of, uh, the Twitter or mind makers. This is Bin Uttar Pradesh. <laughs> Bin Uttar, Bin Uttar, Bin Uttar Pradesh. Ke Pradesh. I know. This is like. Without an answer. Answer. So the thing was that. Okay, I want to give a little background here because a lot of our demographics, who, people who listen to Mind Podcast, they probably don't know Congress of yesteryears or Congress in 60s and 70s. Mm. But um, uh, Pramod will, uh, you know, I, um, agree with me when I say, um, say this. For Congress, the way to seven ro- racecourse road in Delhi always was through UP. Congress was like this, UP was the gut of Congress. You could not defeat Congress in UP. You know, when uh, all these uh, Fulpur uh, constituency and say um, Greater Uttar Pradesh, Greater Uttar Pradesh Uttarakhand, Uttarakhand was also part, was also part of it. Was, uh, was the big leader. big leader. You could not defeat yeah. Congress in Uttar Pradesh. Mm-hmm. From that time to this time, when Rahul Gandhi is going around in Kurta Farke, and um, <laughs> you know, and then they announced the alliance with um, uh, with Akhilesh Yadav even before Akhilesh Yadav says anything. And so the, finally, when they do give, they give them only um, they give them I think ninety nine seats. See, or something. the unraveling of Congress in Uttar Pradesh started when Vishwanath Pratap Singh. I opposed the Congress. That I was agree. the trigger. First because trigger. he was the chief yeah. minister of yeah. UP, then went there. Yes. And uh, whether the Janta Dal was popular anywhere else or not, it was extremely popular in Uttar Pradesh. This this happened three years after uh, Amitabh Bachchan defeated a stalwart of uh, earlier Congress, H.N. Bahuguna. Hemmanti Nandan Bahuguna in Allahabad. Congress was that popular in 1984. Ki, you know, uh, right. popular leaders who were on the other side also got defeated. Yeah. But from th- in three years it unraveled this fast. But there were signs of this taking place earlier also. If you remember, and this is, I'm talking as a cephologist now, mm. or a, somebody who No, you will know numbers. So in 1977, the elections, I think Lokdal swept like 84 out of 85 seats or some 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 obnoxious amount mm-hmm. when Charan Singh like led, yeah, swept, swept the state. Uttar Pradesh right. and from that in 84 Congress did the repeat mm-hmm. and swept uh, a lot so as a hota tha, Congress was always on a dicey wicket depending on where the people of Uttar Pradesh would go like leaders of Uttar Pradesh because Wobithana Ayaram Gayaram in yeah. the 70s yeah. a lot of them uh, ditched Indira Gandhi uh, ostensibly after she lifted the emergency yes. and then once Moraji Desai's government collapsed they went yeah. there back into but, the- but Congress had huge cadre there. Congress had roots of there. Course. Congress had huge roots. And if any state, if any state that where um, Congress had a lot of uh, hold was UP. Right. And Andhra actually at that point yeah. before NTR took them out. But those two states is that, that propelled Congress. Right. And so, now in both these states, Congress is behind. What was no, be- specifically because the state level leaders that used to be there, both in Andhra Pradesh and Uttar Pradesh were... Leaders uh, in their own from right, they, they came from uh, the ground level, had cadre, they had uh, 
local, um, you know, obviously uh, big time presence in the local constituencies and uh, were really congresses of the old, you know, you, yeah. you could really call them soft Hindutva uh, congresses. I agree. But with the advent of the Mandal politics and then the Kamandal politics, everything started to unravel and now we have seen the, the past 25 years, Samajwadi party and uh, BSP both taking turns to uh, come to power with the support uh, directly indirectly of Congress and the BJP. Now, this uh, shadow uh, <coughs> alliance that people keep accusing Mulayam Singh Yadav of uh, that he always had the indirect blessing of the BJP mm. is there is some truth to that also there is always that um, thing really? in 98 when Mulayam Singh Yadav refused to support Sonia Gandhi if you remember um. going back 20 years ago and there are several instances when they actually supported Mulayam Singh Yadav in the, in the UP assembly so there is that shadow sort of a thing at this point in time the one party that is desperately in need of alliance is the Congress, the Congress. because they are completely they except for Karnataka. They won't even so get, what did your sephologists had? I don't think they will win five seats. Where? Uh, in Uttar Pradesh. By themselves. By themselves. They can win about 10 to 15 seats, I think, by themselves. But you think? Yeah, I'm giving yeah. them about seven. No, but, but it depends really. There is a lot of, but I have to tell you one thing. This is a background of UP. So from 1980, um, uh, 1980, when Indira Gandhi resumed, uh, being the Prime Minister of India. I, yeah, I used the word resumed yeah. because for three years she was outstanding. So there were Congress had five chief ministers in UP in about nine years. VP Singh was there for two two and a half years, then Sripati Mishra, then ND Tiwari, then um, Veer Bahadur Singh, and then ND Tiwari again, again. for one year. Mm. So you can see how how much and you if you if you actually think You know, ND Tiwari had his days. Again, uh, now that he has become a joke and everything all he did no, in Raj Bhavan and he always did but, everything consensually. Uh, <laughs> but he had his uske bhi apne consent din is the question. Uske but, bhi but still, that doesn't exonerate from what he did. No, no, and, and, I'm just saying uh, that at that time. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know what, who in BJP was smoking what when they thought that they could even think float this trial balloon. And, uh, I, I think uh, uh, BJP has this uh, habit of trying to score self goals when they try to bring ex-Congresses into the fold. One of the good things they did was to get Rita Bahuguna Joshi. That was a wise move. They got her into the fold. <laughs> was Vijay Bahuguna a wise move? <laughs> no. No, again, that is what I'm saying. They compensated by scoring a self goal. You know, yeah. if the intention was to get NDTV's uh, son, NDTV's uh, <laughs> son. No, today he said all his options are open. Exactly. So th this is what, what why, why they kind of dither yeah. and their leadership gamble has never been, I would say, uh, they should have done a, at least a little bit more in uh, putting Mr. Maurya or somebody else. No, and I'll tell you, BJ, the, the unraveling of BJP also started in UP when they started doing the same nonsense of replacing a chief minister every one and a half yeah. year. Yeah. That, if Kalyan Singh, Ram Prakash Gupta, then Rajnath Singh. For the Singh, longest time, BJP could not find um, no. its feet in uh, Uttar Pradesh till um, this no, election the, and the, the, um, the rumors are that Kalyan Singh did help them find the feet but at that time Delhi did not like Kalyan Singh yeah. as much as they did yeah, right yeah, now because it was always under the shadow of Atal Bihari Vajpayee yeah. and Del now they're hoping that uh, Modi replaces that uh, stage. Look at and this, Vajpayee was an MP from Lucknow. Last Vidhan Sabha elections, BJP lost 8 out of 9 seats from Lucknow, including that where Lalji Tandon's son was standing. Right. And Lalji Tandon was a sitting MP then. That's a, that's a joke. Yeah. So, uh, so you know... I'm telling you that BJP also had a very rough time in uh, Uttar Pradesh 
still Amit Shah rescued it in uh, 2014 yeah, elections. Yeah. Absolutely. So and that was I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for the BJP because specifically um, my analysis is that the 70 so uh, odd MPs that they've got have been unsuccessful in countering the new magnetism and yeah. energy shown by Akhilesh Yadav. You have to give it to Akhilesh Yadav that no matter how bad his fa father's rule has been, there is... His has been no better. His has been no, no better. So no, I, no, I'll tell you then, something. I have had sources from UP whom I've talked to. Akhilesh Yadav is going to village to village and saying he got electricity in UP. Did he get it? No, the central government got it. Right. Did he do anything about the railways and the highways functioning? No, the central government did. So this is the yeah. same problem Tamil Nadu BJP has and the UP BJP has is the central leadership is doing something else. And the, the state, state level leadership level. is but unable Tamil to Nadu convey. BJP has one MP. UP BJP has 71 MPs. That's yeah. the difference. That is the difference. And BJP has a 42% But these are newly vote. minted coins, are they? These are people who have no ground level connection. These are people who, who rode, rode the Modi, the Modi wave. wave. No, if this was uh, old timers who had I some... think they are making the same mistake they did in the Vajpayee days. They fell from 58 to 29 and 29 to 10. Yeah. So what, they, are you, what are you saying? I, I'm going to say that in the next part of the podcast, okay. uh, in the part 2. So, so tell me your prediction now. You have to <laughs> oh stick my your God, neck put out. him on the spot. No, so I see twice prediction I cannot give right now because it's, it's too early. Could, it's too early. Eight cheese uh, and probably it's very difficult. Wait, also, Abito, but we haven't even the, right uh, now without the, the CM have, has, um, uh, has any party announced all the BJP, no BJP has announced one forty nine candidates. Yeah. Samajwadi Party has announced six hundred, yeah. but uh, on three hundred <laughs> seats because everyone is announcing their own. So, so we can't. It's impossible uh, to make a there, there, the, the joke is that I think next two thousand. 22 ke liye bhi unhone abhi se announce kar diya. <laughs> so, so and I hope you don't make the mistake that most people always uh, mistake uh, make a mistake which is not reading BSP well. But I'll tell you I'm getting many reports ki BSP ground pe hai. Demonetization has hurt them very bad. Plus there is this case on Mayavati's brother mm. of 1300 crores or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so but but let me come to this the major point of UP. Um, without a CM candidate and a face BJP is going to find it very difficult to go, go past 200. Okay. Very difficult I think. Uttarakhand they are in a very precarious situation because their five it's top leaders. No, no, no. Their five top leaders are MPs. B.C. Khanduri, Bhagat Singh Koshyari, Ramesh Pokharyal, um, then uh, the other MP Mala Rajalakshmi Shah is not in the, uh, uh, in the CM. Her husband was the, uh, I think Manabendra Shah or something, I keep forgetting mm -hmm. he was the MP and I forget the fifth name. Um, so that's a problem. The top three faces are there, Koshyari, uh, Pokharyal and uh, Khanduri. Uh, plus they've had so many imports from Congress. I mean, I forget uh, Vijay Bahuguna is there. And there is... Is Vijay Bahuguna looking to become a uh, chief minister? Of everybody is. Huh, the skepticism is that and BJ Bowdo, and BC Khanduri is kind of now yeah, he's 83 so yeah. no, and don't forget he's still very active but no, he's but, 83 but I think uh, B, B, uh, BJP has that unwritten rule no about 75 no Modi has <laughs> well, never not at the, but they're not at the state level. Not at the state level yeah. Probably, you know, they'll have to come around him with, mm. as a last. I don't know the Khanduri because the last time they yeah. did the Sarakiri in 2012, they, they replaced Khanduri yeah, yeah. and then they changed the campaign slogan saying Khanduri has Aruri and he mm. almost pulled through, but he lost his own seat. Yeah. People forget that. It was, and I remember, um, uh, I think Margaret Alva was the Uttarakhand CM and, no, 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 sorry, Gavarnar, Gavarnar. and she gave a very interesting uh, uh, statement to Khanduri when he went to submit the resignation, something yeah. that the wrong man has lost his seat or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And now Punjab, uh, although the maverick Navjot Sidhu is in um, 
and uh, the Congress, Congress does have has a fillip because yeah. Aam Aadmi Party looks like it is slowly and slowly fading away in Punjab. Yeah. It's not the, fade. That's not the reports that I am getting. I am, I am getting the reports that ten to fifteen seats. I don't count them as a legitimate player. Uh-huh. I am talking fading if they don't repeat their Lok Sabha performance about, uh, of twenty five percent vote. That means that they are not a serious contender the, yeah. for chief minister. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. In Punjab, what is going to matter is where rural vote goes. Rural vote has traditionally been with Akalis. Mm. So wherever rural vote goes, that will determine. And that is the vote that Amrinder Singh is fighting for. That is the vote that AAP is fighting for. And that is the vote that Akalis... That is that is what Akalis... No, uh, but Amrinder Singh is also fighting for, for the, the urban, urban vote, vote. Because uh, BJP's strike rate... 10 साल पहले थी 19 out of 23. Yeah, in urban. 10 साल पहले it was about 12 or 13 yeah. out of 23 yeah. because they only fight 23 seats out of yeah. 170. Yeah. Yeah. The only place where BJP I think has a very safe chance is Goa. Hmm. And Uttarakhand they have a chance. Okay, don't get me wrong, hmm. but they have to get their act together. Yeah, this is not. This is like and BJP know, in through. This was a election that BJP could have swept. Yeah. Congress changed two chief ministers in Uttarakhand. With such a high approval rating. Fiasco, with such a high approval rating at the center, yeah. a clear leader for 2019, government that is performing exceedingly well on all fronts at the popularity level, mm. at the governance level, mm. your state level leadership should have taken the gauntlet and basically yeah. conveyed the success. Let me ask something, um, You are saying that, um, you are you predicting, um, are you predicting second place for um, BJP in UP? Very difficult to say. You see, because what if uh, two parties get 150 seats each, which is a very legitimate possibility yeah I, I feel bjp will not come to I, power I think never the, the, the battle is not for with if for bjp the battle vidhan sabha is a secondary battle rajya sabha is the first battle right how because right they now bjp them, is right. only 40 odd mlas yeah which gives, gives them about three seats mm-hmm. because you need i think you need 11 or 12 uh, 11 or 15 i forget number to get one rajya sabha seat yeah. bjp needs at least six or seven rajya sabha seats from up and they have not in 2002 they got 88 seats yeah. they have not not crossed 45 yeah. i mean they got 2007 was like 50 or 40 or something yeah. and that so and especially since bihar was a big setback for them they were hoping a lot from bihar and another thing also so let let, let, let me let me give you a let me give you a background in 98 which was considered to be the high point of Vajpayee's time in the combined uttar pradesh bjp got 58 seats yeah. in 2014 if you count both seats modi got 78 out of 85 that is yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Truly amazing. amazing. So what are your predictions, guys? Um, my prediction, I think BJP will do fairly well in UP. Uh, I was, that does not mean they'll form a government or anything, but I think they will do fairly well and they will be in reckoning. I think the fight really is between Akhilesh and Mayavati in this. I agree, but I don't think BJP is in it for the Vidhan Sabha, like I, uh, Adit has uh, been saying. It is for the Rajya Sabha seats yes. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in time, they really have miserably failed in fi- identifying local leadership, which should have happened about uh, six months uh, prior to this election. One, yeah, one year. Exactly. Before, and and if you take UP lightly, UP will never take why did BJP, seriously. Why did Vasundara sweep Rajasthan the right. way she did? She started her campaign a year ago. Yeah. When did Narendra Modi start B- campaign for Gujarat 2012 yeah. in January 2012 when he started the Vivekanand Yatra. Yeah, he, th- you know, for BJP it is always going to be called Prashnottar Pradesh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but UP is anyway a very difficult state. So, what about Uttarakhand, Punjab, and all? 
Punjab, I am thinking that um, you know Congress might have an edge. See, because you are the resident Punjabi on the no, panel, although no. half. No, Amrinder <laughs> Singh certainly deserves his last term because of this Akali BJP uh, problem and yeah. the competition that is being given by Amadmi Party. Uh, you know, you should have a change in power because they are not able to produce jobs, which yeah. is the biggest concern for Punjabis. Yeah, All yeah, of these yeah. drug-related issues is because. I agree. If you're and not I'm actually thinking that if. Amrinder Singh does come to power, then it might be time for BJP to sivitize uh, with, uh, with Akalis because you cannot do it when you're for the elections or anything. Right. So after the elections, you can, but they did not. They did not, but uh, it's, it's, yeah. 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 But so um, that's what I'm thinking. But obviously, you, let before, me give you a counter scenario uh, from the Congress party's point of view. You are Congress. You are down in the dumps. Okay, uh, you're not. You can't seem to win a contest anywhere else. Suddenly you have a half a chance in Uttarakhand. You think you might win Punjab, mm. and you might have a, a, ch a chance with Samajwadi Party as alliance partner in Uttar Pradesh. What what national picture are we projecting? Is this the revival of the Congress? It isn't the revival of Congress at all. No. I was just telling it's you a, that okay. the BJP, uh, the Congress is fighting the perception battle so bad. Just now the news came that um, Akhilesh is playing hardball with them on the seats. Rahul Gandhi is not able to do it. Sonia Gandhi is quote unquote angry, and now she has uh, deputed um, Ahmed Patel to um, do all the you know but negotiations I'm, I'm, with Akhilesh Yadav. So where what is the I'm telling perception you, it's not, of Congress? It's not the revival of the Congress, but you BJP cannot afford to take Congress lightly because there is another election coming up in 2017, okay. and although Congress is in doldrums in Gujarat where they don't really have a CM phase in Himachal Pradesh, which goes to poll, Vidhir Bhadra Singh is a candidate. Mm. And, uh, and in Karnataka also there is infighting within the BJP yeah. around Yadurappa so already. There shouldn't be. Yadurappa should be the... They lost the election 2013. See, this is not me being an alarmist or something. Yeah. I am just saying the scenario as it may take place. Well, they are a, they are a grown <coughs> and mature political party. They have to take these And, and then you have to understand, 2012 February was a disastrous election for uh, BJP five yeah. years ago. Yet yeah. they bounced back with 282 in, uh, in 2014. Yeah. So anything can happen in Indian politics. But for political watchers like us, it is going to be a fascinating month ahead. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I'm going to get you a lot of ground reports and a lot of stories from Gujarat as Gujarat goes into polls because I might be visiting yeah. Gujarat in 2017 and this is <clears throat> six months, eight months before the polls. Oh, what that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be interesting. So that ends the political part of this. Now let's go to the, um, uh, the political part in the other side of the world. Uh, United States, Trump's inauguration and the Million March or something. I don't know what March. Women's March, Women's March is going on. Yeah. Before we get to our uh, next topic, um, I do want to say that this is Mindmakers production. This Mind podcast is brought to you by the Mindmakers team. This uh, podcast is produced and edited by Adit Kapadia with the help of our team in India. The panelists for the um, podcast are Adit Kapadia, Pramod Kumar Buravalli and Sunanda Vashisht, which is me. So yeah. Um, so from Uttar Pradesh to Uttar America. Uttar America. <laughs> wow. uh, so let's talk about the uh, I don't know whom of Uttar America. Uh, Uttar to Dera, de right? <laughs> Mulayam Singh Yadav of Uttar America. Uh -huh. Yeah, Lalu ji, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but so, but there is no doubt that his speech yesterday, the inaugural speech, has sent shivers down the spine across the world. And because this really means that this is 
truly the end of Obama era or Obama era which was which stood for something which stood for globalized world which stood for America being the world policeman which stood up for America wanting exceptionalism to, exceptionalism America wanted to go and meddle everywhere and America deriving its power from meddling in um, countries um, you know in yeah. far shores so that period is over he clearly said uh, his policy now is going to be guided by two things buy American and hire American that is a huge departure from what has been happening we can discuss this for next four years we can discuss that how this is going to impact but this is a departure like nothing uh, else I'm curious if his secretary of state sold company is going to buy with that buy American hire American we don't know how this is going so to pan out secretary of state because in another three months you never know the same secretary of state because this man is obviously his own creation yeah. all of his policies like first for example I was tracking the first executive order he signed yesterday mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys were paying attention I was to the yeah Obamacare it was not the repeal of Obamacare but, but it, it gave so. sufficient uh, uh, powers to states to basically bid on uh, the health insurance uh, you know uh, premium of somebody living in another state so he has made it a little bit more flexible he is not repealing obamacare yeah. because it is now a regulation to repeal obamacare it takes easy. two years yeah. at least minimum and what happens to these 20 million uninsured you're going to let them go on the street again no. so he is not <clears throat> there is no clarity in the first executive order he signed. Whether he likes it or not, mm. Obamacare is popular. It is a legacy project. You know, it, it is it's a lot part of problem too. It is, it is. No, no. <clears throat> okay. Mm. I'm not saying it's not a problem. My my term was it is popular. Yeah. And for any president who to win an election or something, mm. he cannot completely no, but, but but this is these are legacy projects. For example, Lyndon Johnson today. He had a very kind of lackluster, lackluster presidency led to the Vietnam War. Mm. But he is remembered today because of the voting rights he gave to the African Americans. Because okay. of the follow through on what he, uh, John F. Kennedy promised. Mm. Similarly, Donald Trump is trying to unravel something which is set into motion. It is part of the acceptable, generally accepted hmm. principles of state yeah. policy that everybody deserves health care. Yeah. You can't take that away exactly. right Exactly. And let me give you a scenario. <clears throat> Donald Trump's uh, core vote in the Midwestern state was a white working class in uh, Michigan and so forth that a lot of people who are out of a job. Many of or some of them might have been supported by Obamacare, a hypothetical scenario, and who might like Obamacare because even though they are uh, unemployed, they are at least getting some benefits right. of the health care. Right. If he is not able to do give the jobs like he's right. promised, which is highly likely, and take away Obamacare, you, can you imagine what will happen? It, yeah. it is it, it is difficult even for Modi when you I, I'm not putting any parallels in comparison yeah. to Modi and Trump, yeah. but to generate employment is not a state policy. It enables regulations to come in yeah. that if the global winds are in the right direction, yeah. if there is potential to hire and make money, companies hire. I have. 35 people working for me at, at, at any point no government incentive will enable me to push when there is no market there yeah. you know how do you create the market so this it is it is a one-term presidency this man <laughs> has a, a set of legacy things that he has said that he will enact on which is probably lower corporate taxes yeah. you know probably go down from 25 to 15 percent mm -hmm. that will enable people to basically hire more lower and low paying jobs mm. there will probably be more jobs in the energy sector because 
obviously uh, the us is lying on uh, lying on lot of shale gas you yeah. know this that needs to be tapped so there are some legacy projects that he can basically so the initiate the question really is that how will america be in respect to rest of the country foreign policy foreign policy uh, is the I, only thing that matters right now exactly. and that is what we will discuss so is this for last 100 years america has been going up 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 and up so is this time is this is end of globalization also going to see a decline of america that is a question that no one can answer right now and that is what only time can decide you know globalization means different things to different people yeah it means access to markets it means uh, you know you you are having a uh, a wide <coughs> architecture and open architecture as far as the internet is concerned yes. there is lot of access to information and best practices that has made globalization hmm. a, a force to reckon with in parallel to the united nations yeah. the the role of the united nations is now in question you know you have ha- you now have nikki haley hmm. who basically has no idea with respect to foreign policy <laughs> who is now going to represent the us in the united nations yeah. so these are the cabinet if you look at the cabinet appointments also sunanda ji hmm. they are not in tune with what he is saying the draining of the swamp this is a swamp cabinet adit everybody i think 90% of these people are billionaires yeah. sunanda ji how can they drain the swamp you have the when they are the ceo of i think carls junior exactly goldman been... sachs the guy, guy was a big time uh, you know manushin is a goldman yeah. sachs guy natural appointment i think goldman goldman sachs will have one appointment uh, you know the ex uh, chairman of uh, exxon mm-hmm. how are these guys going to drain the swamp they are only going to enrich the companies from the, where, where they came from nobody knows what their stakeholding is no so my joke was yesterday and i i, I was about to tweet this so trump was saying laying into washington dc oh i will replace dc so he has replaced dc with nyc <laughs> Exactly. Huh. So no Capitol Hill is gone and Wall Street is in. This unilateral. <laughs> so now withdrawal, is this good or bad? This unilateral withdrawal. Although I, I, I. And, and one echo. thing I wanted to add, Pramod, to this, to a lot of people who are saying the business executives are appointed in 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 Indian perspective, how would you feel if the chairman of uh, Reliance, uh, Adani, uh, your uh, Airtel, uh, you know, those are leading. Uh, It is a very difficult thing for Trump to basically implement. what he is saying specifically because if you look at foreign policy what is he saying he is going to ask germany japan and south korea to pay for what uh, protection they are possible. getting how is it possible no, it's not possible be- be- i got a very weird thought when he was um, speaking yesterday i thought there is only way, two ways that this presidency is going to um, pan out either he is going to be one of the most successful presidents of last 40 years or he is going to bring america to the brink of disaster there is nothing in there is no middle ground he is not going to be your jimmy carters you know aa gaye chale gaye kuch pata hi nahi chala and you know, he knows he is, it too he know, knows it too otherwise he is not your jimmy carter he is not your you know people definitely who definitely not ronald reagan uh, he, no. no ronald reagan is another story he had a role. great team he had a great team so i am saying that after he he will either be yeah. the greatest of presidents after ronald reagan or he will be the worst president in last i don't know no because look at did you see uh, the secretary of education elizabeth warren i mean she asked her five questions and she was completely clueless exactly clueless yeah. uh, the secretary of health basically all of these confirmations one of them is our ex governor of texas uh, uh, you know the secretary of energy he thought he was going to regulate the natural gas and the energy sector but secretary of energy actually controls the nuclear weapons of the country he did not yeah, even know, know that, that. rick perry that. doesn't know, know what his job entitles him to be doing so these people are a bunch of really relatively 
newbies in terms of national level, international level politics. I hope the deep state, I know that CIA, NSA, all of these people listen to our podcast. I hope they come to the rescue of uh, Trump and enable the United States, which is still for the fo- force for the good, the good yeah. progressive, which, which liberal is, things. I always world, say that net, the, net, America is a good force. So I'm going to sound like a bit of a left of center guy, you know, when I say that, that the Amer- America model net net was a successful model because there were always checks and balances. Okay. Uh, Republicans hate anything left of center, but they have, they will not dare say a word against social security. Okay. Which is the most leftist reform you can think of. Right. In Trump's cabinet, what are the checks and what are the balances? There are absolute, no one knows what see government is supposed to have a checks and balances thing you you have a cabinet that might just run roughshod no but i'll tell you he'll write a check that nobody will able to encash no it's a bounced check (laughs) that is what i'm saying he has set out to you know look at the inaugural speech he went and made an extension of the electoral speech he made probably on november 7th you know somewhere in michigan he said that, look, I'm here to basically get rid of all these people around me. Yeah. What does that mean? You know, there are so many of them. There are chief justices, there are military personnel, mm-hmm. there are people from the um, executive, there are people from the legislature. You can't get rid of everybody and replace one Trump, uh, uh, you know, this is not a knight in shining armor that will basically deliver you know, everybody. No, and, and let me ask you this. What if he com- sub- uh, appoints someone completely um, uh, not in the center uh, as the chief justice who is extremely young and is the chief justice uh, for like 30 or 40 years? That could be a very big change that can happen, you know, and it's, this appointment is right around another week or so when he appoints the first appointee. Right. Um, and again, Supreme Court is overrated in the United States. It is the deep state. It is the CIA. It is the NSA. These people who have been in the bureaucracy for 30, 40 years in the State Department. These are the people who have seen the world evolve, the change from the days of Cold War. His invoking of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the... Uh, uh, war that he is going to initiate to wipe out ISIS and uh, Islamic Jihad is basically a pipe dream because that that has to happen from the people, not you know. So I'm going to strike a slightly contrary not to note to what I said. I, what you said, um, I, I'm kind of in agreement with the deep state point, completely well taken. But this is probably going to be one of the most insular U.S. presidencies ever. So foreign policy might not play that much of a role politically, and your political role is going to be played on social issues like your same-sex marriage, abortion, what right. is this, like Planned Parenthood. Yeah. That all is regulated by the Supreme Court because right. that's where the petitions are filed. Right. And that is where your appointment is going to be critical. And the So um, the checks and balances point, key, what is America going to do? What do you think? See, I'm not a... Uh, I'm, <laughs> On climate change, I'm not a climate change denier. I know it exists. But you you cannot have people in EPA who completely deny the existence. But I I really don't think that anybody has to sound alarm bells right now. We don't know what he's going to do No, the statements of... See, it's not sounding alarm bells, but the historical statements of a lot of these people and what is happening is unprecedented. I don't think I've ever seen so many CEOs. Also, you haven't... There has never been a time when any politician anywhere in the world has come to the power, has come to the office and not been softened or not been, you know. Who will soften him? 
No, no, power will. The responsibilities will. What is? I, I, I think that will happen. I, I, I really think it is. It is. Of course. Uh, premature to be talking. I'm about not Trump sounding right alarm now. bells, mm. but I'm saying the points which sound a little bizarre to me. See, yeah. and talking about alarm bells, let's talk about the march that happened. Yes. And uh, sorry, Pramod had to leave. Um, he had to rush somewhere, so he can't stay here for this part of the podcast. But uh, Sunanda, what were you saying? about the uh, i think that is completely somebody was asking me this morning oh they have all the right to protest of course they have all the right to protest mm. but i uh, what are they protesting mm. apparently some off the cuff remark that was said years later you know hold him responsible for his uh, policies mm. what are you he has been in power for one day so now you are either upset that your candidate um, lost a free and fair election mm. uh, or you are you are just questioning democracy itself you have to understand that there was a fair number of people there are fair number of americans who voted donald trump what is the point of this um, and the and the point which i don't agree with is um, so elizabeth warren i rarely agree with her on a, i do not agree with her on a lot of things but she made some interesting points when she was addressing one of the rallies but then i saw ashley judd's uh, rally or something and she was saying oh i see hitler on the streets and come on what is this i mean america had a peaceful transition of power if you don't like the president protest for 365 days a year yeah. but then don't go on this bizarre tangents of the rise of fascism and so no. forth no. you um, you you are defeating the argument completely because jab mauka aayega kuch kehne ka then no one will take them seriously no one will take and no one is taking them seriously right now see you yeah. you are preaching to the choir right now yeah. and then the worldwide protest is a little bizarre too mujhe yeah. ye pata nahi hai um, uh, that uh, so is it is it happening in other cities also. they're claiming that it's happening in some cities across europe and everywhere so i i just don't see the point of this london has a woman prime minister right now I so know. is it is it as a thing since hillary could not since um, us did not let yeah. a woman become the president i don't know because i have seen a lot of placards and everything that they are holding it just seems that they are angry. see i i they, they just they just are angry with the everything. fact that trump made some very disparaging remarks and terrible remarks mm-hmm. about women are correct and you criticize him for that i have criticized him and uh, the fact that a president should not make this remark or a man who makes this remark should not be the president is true but, but there be... is another fact that he is the president now yeah and they should be uh, creating awareness and they should be watchful of what policy changes no, and, and there is another thing also sunanda see if president's you... personal misogyny means nothing no but you sunanda, have to see but that is a terrible thing to have mm-hmm. but it really means nothing you have to see how and although i don't think uh, donald trump is a lot of things but he's not misogynist that's one thing but i'm saying even if a president is a misogynist it means nothing you have to see what policy statements what absolutely, policy is absolutely. doing and then question him on the policy I, I, i hate to say it but a lot of people i a lot of them are impatient to wait for the policy yeah. if you wait that that means waiting and yeah. politic politics is a game of waiting that's why people like this elizabeth warren and stuff they're career politicians yeah. they will wait by the, the but uh, on the other hand uh, a lot of film stars and stuff they, they don't have this is their moment to shine yeah absolutely absolutely so i i i don't think there is much to it uh-huh. really so, like there was nothing but to, i have to say uh, like I, there I was, was nothing to meryl streep's rants i know but i was watching bill maher yesterday and jane fonda was and jane fonda has been an activist for a while i love her as an actress classy lady i didn't i agreed with some what she said and did not mm. agree with a lot uh, some Correct. what she said but 
she was making some interesting points. So watch what Jane Fonda was trying to say. Uh, again, then she goes on a tangent on Trump and I'm yeah, not but obviously president. You have to take, uh, but so it's a little 40-60 kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, that's that. But the comedy show hosts are having a field time. And another thing Trump has to do, he has to stop reacting to Saturday Night Live sketches. <laughs> or any uh, TV shows for that because matter. Because they are loving it. Yeah. I mean, what more does a comedy show want? The president, the president of the US America. reacting to it. Yeah. And that's, I think that is the ultimate high for any uh, creative artist that if you have the the guy whom, you know, ek, 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 uh, sarcastic comment kar diya, usne yeah. tab dunia hi hila diya. Yeah. So anyways, brings us to the end of the podcast. Sunanda, recommendations for the week? Uh, I have a very interesting recommendation this week. I have, there's a four part series of interview with Salim and Javed. Mm. Javed Akhtar and um, Salim Khan together with Rajiv Masan. Mm. They talk about a lot of their favorite film, the films that they wrote together. Mm. And they also talk about the casting and everything of uh, Shole. It was a 40 years of Shole. Yeah, it was 40 years of Shole. And uh, I think that's their first interview and the last interview in mm-hmm. a long time. I don't think they've ever given um, interview together after that mm. or before that. Mm. So before they had a fallout. Mm. So I would I would recommend that uh, interview because it's really history of Hindi cinema mm. and how it evolved and uh, you know how a lot of how a lot of stories are written and how cinema reflects mm. the real world Absolutely. so i would i would recommend that interview with um, um salim khan and javed akhtar with rajiv masand it's four part interview on youtube no and um, especially in that interview the javed akhtar ends uh, the couplet uh, ends the interview with a couplet of sahir yeah. you know jitna der saath jiye to kya jiye yeah. listen to that couplet it's yeah. a beautiful shape yes. so and uh, my recommendation uh, this week would be um, would be a tv series this is a very old tv series um, which aired in india and if you can find it online, it's called Ji Mantri Ji. It was yes. an adaptation of Yes Minister uh, of the British series, uh, Ji Mantri Ji. Because this, the Prime Minister of India uh, at India, that time is shown as a bumbling guy. Mm-hmm. And you have a bumbling guy as a US President. That's why. So, Farooq Sheikh, phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. The late Farooq Sheikh played it. Uh, Jayant Kripalani, who I thought was outstanding Standing. as his principal secretary. I think so. And Vishwa Badola played the, the cabinet secretary or someone. He, he was his... Um, yeah, his boss. great recommendation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just the, and most of this episode featured just uh, Farooq Sheikh and uh, Jayant Kriplani, and and there is this one scene I love it where Farooq Sheikh says that uh, Kriplani sahab, ye mujhe delay karwana hai, kaise karte hai? So he just he says in a suave way, he's like committee pitha dete hai, automatically issue delay ho jata hai, judge committee. So listen to that, yeah. watch that series. It's it's very interesting. So um, anyways, that brings us to the end of the podcast. We'll be back next week with more. Till then, it's a goodbye from Adit. Promote and Sananda. Thanks.